Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of In Bloom Podcast, or welcome back. My name is Abby Aslan and I'm the host of this podcast. And this week we're going to be talking about how to stay sane during a transitional phase of life or during times of change. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I'm not necessarily going through this right now, but I've gone through periods of change and just transition in life before where I really just felt like I wanted somebody to just sit me down and give me some ways to just not go crazy while I was going through that phase of change or transition, whatever it may be. Maybe you graduated and you're going out into the real world to work or maybe you're changing jobs or maybe you just got married. I don't know. Whatever it may be or maybe you just went through like a breakup or you move cities and things have just changed and you're in that in-between sort of stage. This is sort of your in the in-between Bible, I guess you could say, for this episode. And I'm just going to be sharing five ways that I have found that have helped me really just keep it together during times where things have been really hard and I've been going through a time of adjustment and change in life and you know it is a hard time so I'm not sitting here saying that these are going to eliminate all of the difficulties of that time but they will at least help you get through it and it's sort of just your little support animal, I guess you could say, for going through that time. So before we get started, I'm going to get started with the quotes and the gratitude, and I'm going to share a favorite this week instead of a goal, because that's what I want to do. So the quote this week comes from Pinterest, and it says, the words you speak become the house you live in. And this is such a good reminder for not only how we speak to others, but how we speak to ourselves. And I know I've talked about that in recent episodes, especially with hoping for the best and believing in the best for yourself. And it truly does sort of create that environment of your headspace. And, you know, it may not be an environment that you can physically see, but it is one that impacts your thoughts and your feelings and your decisions at the end of the day. And so it's one that you do need to pay mind to and you need to, you know, pay mind to the words you speak to yourself and to others because it truly does shape your mental space a lot. And then your mental usually does end up shaping the actual space around you too a lot of times. So it's a good reminder. And I'm really just trying to be a lot more gentle with myself, a lot more kind with myself, really just stop being so crazy with the expectations I have for myself and, you know, not getting so upset with myself when things don't go the way that I thought they would or where I'm not when I'm not where I thought I would be at whatever point by whatever standards and really just be more gentle with myself. And I think this is a good reminder um, of how those words that I speak to myself do impact me and the way my life will be. So I really liked that quote. My favorite this week is so random, but it's the Alani New Witches Brew Energy Drinks. They sent me some in PR, which I'm so grateful for. And I have, I tried, I'm like an OG Alani New girl. I really, because Alani New really 
got its footing and really blew up, I guess you could say, when... And I honestly, I don't know if it was when they blew up or if it was right before they blew up, but they're just OG original days were the days that I was very into lifting at the gym and strength training at the gym. So I, you know, was using the pre-workout powders. I was drinking the BCAAs and was doing all the things, you know, and I remember like it was yesterday, the specific moment that I tried the Witch's Brew pre-workout powder when it first launched in 2019 and it was my senior year of college and we were in our house the house my fiance and i lived in together that we were running and i remember it coming in the mail and we were about to go to the gym and i was so excited because it came really quick or something and i was like i just can't wait to try this it's basically a caramel apple flavor which probably is a little off-putting um thinking of an energy drink or pre-workout that tastes like that and i absolutely loved the pre-workout powder but i was just telling one of my friends the other day over text because we were talking about the different flavors and everything and I was talking to her about the Witch's Brew energy drink, not the pre-workout powder, but the energy drink. And I was like, I don't know what it is, but it's just, you can really taste the apple in it really well. And I love that because I felt like in the pre-workout powder, all of the pre-workout powders have the same underlying kind of tart flavor to it. And I know it's from a specific ingredient they use, but I can't think of the name of it. And it sort of makes all the pre-workouts have a similar baseline flavor, if that makes sense. But then the energy drinks, the caramel apple witch's brew flavor, it's it's just so good and so much more caramel apple-y, I guess. And I've just been, it's honestly been what's been getting me out of bed for my morning workouts because I work out at 6.30, um, four out of the five work days during like the work week. I normally do Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And I hate getting up in the morning sometimes especially on the back end of the week I my motivation gets a lot lower at the beginning of the week I'm like it's a new week let's go we got this and then Thursday and Friday usually my body's really exhausted and I'm just really exhausted so it's really hard for me to get up but when I think of getting to drink my witch's brew energy drink from Milani New I just get so excited and it's just so good for the fall vibes you know and I'm all about creating the fall environment through other vessels because I live in Houston. We don't really get fall weather. Fall weather is our January, basically. And it's just hard to embody fall and when your environment's that way. But, you know, you can do it through other vessels, such as caramel apple flavored energy drinks. And I only drink half of one before my workouts because if I drank a full one of those and I had a coffee every day, I think I would get a little too addicted to caffeine. So I just do a half of one and then I drink like the other half the next day. And also it's more cost effective to do that. And I know they sent me some, but when I run out, because my fiance also usually drinks some sometimes, when we run out, I just end up buying them from the store. So it's definitely still more cost effective to just do half instead of a whole one. But I've been loving them lately. And if you haven't tried them, definitely get your hands on them. They just came back on August 28th. So I know when this episode goes up, um, I'm pre-recording this like two weeks early. So I know that they've been out for a little bit. So hopefully everybody can find them because I know when I posted about it, a lot of people were DMing me like, where'd you find them? And I think it was partially because I prematurely posted that they were out and back when they weren't yet. Um, So I hope that you can find them in your grocery stores. Um, In Texas, they're HEB, Target, that kind of thing. Um, But you can usually find them at like GNC too. But the limited edition flavors, I think, are easiest to find at full stock like grocery stores. So really been loving that lately. And my gratitude this week, I am so grateful that 
this week is, which it's weird saying this because I'm recording this two weeks in advance, but this week is my last week of busy season and it's, I also get to go home because um, some of our friends from college are actually getting married in 30A and if y'all didn't know, I grew up in Panama City Beach and my parents live like 25 minutes, 30 minutes from 30A, so it's super great that we get to, you know, go celebrate their love and their wedding, our friends, but also we're getting to go see my parents and be at home for a weekend, so I'm really excited. It is a little bit chaotic and stressful because the wedding is on the day of my big deadline. However, most of my, I'm saying this two weeks in advance, but most of my clients have already filed, which if you didn't know, I am a CPA um, tax accountant. So my biggest deadline is September 15th, and it's basically just a six-month extension of partnership returns that I'm really busy with. So, because I mainly work on partnerships, and I am a little, I've, I've been a little bit stressed about having the wedding on the 15th and then flying on the 14th, but ultimately I think everything's going to be okay. I let my teams know way, way in advance and I, most of my clients, like I said, have already filed and there's just a few left and I think we'll probably take care of most of those um, the week before and then the week of and I'm hoping that everything will be taken care of before the 15th so that I'm not stressed about leaving my team behind even though I will be working on the 14th and 15th just not full days but I'm just so thankful that it's finally here and I've got another just year of work under my belt basically because the rest of the year is a lot of administrative stuff and just back-end stuff that you know we take care of and estimates and everything it's just stuff that isn't you know actual legitimate federal deadlines so it's a lot less stressful my job becomes much more of a true nine to five which is just glorious it's it's just like my favorite time of year for so many reasons it's my favorite time of year because it's freaking fall and because of all the holidays and then it's you know christmas time and now it's also my favorite because of work it's the slow season at work like october 15th it's really october 15th is when it's done done but the main most of my stuff is done september 15th i have a few things that i'll be busy with in early october but it's truly like a two-week stint and then it's done so with that um knowing that you know i'm mostly done just makes this back portion of the year this last quarter really nice and then also um I know wedding planning is about to be it's only getting crazier as it each day passes honestly like the stuff I have to do and even though I'm crossing things off and checking boxes I'm constantly remembering things that still need done so while that's going to be a little crazy at least work is gonna you know my actual job's gonna be more of a nine to five and not like a oh I got to get on at eight o'clock at night to finish something up or whatever so I am looking forward to that and then I also am just excited because it's now going to be one of my favorite times of year for another reason and it's going to be because it's our wedding anniversary um because of New Year's Eve so if you didn't know I'm getting married on New Year's Eve this year so yeah, lots of reasons to just like love this time of year, truly. So I'm just so excited that this week is sort of my kickoff of my favorite time of year, D besides that brief little amount of time in October, but I can, you know, I can do it. I've done it before and I can do it again. And I'm just proud of myself and just, I'm so thankful because this fall busy season was actually not as bad as it was last year and it's for a number of reasons it's one because I'm not spread across different groups like I was last year so I was trying to manage different expectations from different groups and um, teams were completely different which a lot of my teams are similar right now like I have some same people on the same teams and everything or on different clients 
and I just that that's made things a lot better but then also just because some things that were new just like in the tax world last year that we were all doing for the first time made things a lot more stressful and that's why I felt like nobody could really file early and this year a lot of my clients were able to file like a month plus early because you know we actually knew what we were doing and it's just there's it's just a good feeling that um this fall was not as bad as it was last year because last fall was horrible and it wasn't like it was a really long period of time it was really just like three or four weeks where I was just really struggling but it's also because I we had just gotten engaged we were also trying to find where we were going to be moving because our lease was ending so we were touring homes like crazy and I just felt like things were nuts for a while so I'm just really grateful for a lot of things related to this busy season ending but then also you know entering my favorite time of year i'm so excited and without further ado let's get into the episode and the five ways that i stay sane during times of change and transitional phases of life and before we get started be sure to follow in bloom podcast on instagram and leave a review for the show wherever you listen if you feel inclined to do so because it does help the show out a lot so the very first thing is to focus on what you can control and to do those things as much as possible and really the whole point of this is to keep yourself from dwelling on the things that are outside of your control when we're in times of change and transition and there isn't a lot of certainty in our life our first instinct is to sort of just dwell on all of the unknowns and it can be really really overwhelming because I feel like it hits you like a truck when you realize how many things are uncertain how many things that you just don't really know how they're gonna go or you have to make decisions in order to know what's gonna come next and everything like that's always really really stressful and it's really easy to just let your mind wander and dwell on those things that are outside of your control so the more you engage with the things that you do have control over the less inclined you'll be to dwell on what you can't control and whether you remind yourself of this through affirmations in the morning or writing it on a piece of paper and writing out you know okay Maybe you draw a circle and you literally put the things that are in your control inside the circle and then put the things outside of your control outside of the circle. Sometimes visualizing like that, it like that can really help you understand what, you know, you need to be not or where you need to be letting your energy go and flow because at the end of the day, if you're sitting here letting the stress of all of the uncertain things and all of the change that's outside of your control, if you're really letting that, you know, affect you too much, it's really just going to, the stress of all that's going to eat you alive. And it's a lot better to just remember those things that you do have control over and engage with them as much as possible because the more you are engaged with them, it will remind you that there are things in your life that you're in control of and not everything in life is outside of your control and uncertain. And maybe that's, you know, your morning routine or maybe it's, thinking about the books you're choosing to read or the friends you're choosing to keep around or the coffee you're going to get that morning. It can be as big or as little as any of those things, but just focusing on those things that are inside of your control and even things such as, you know, your mindset and your thoughts, those things to an extent, you know, we, we have control over those. And it's important to remind yourself of that because it's really easy to just sort of downward spiral when you're only focused on what's outside of your control. And the second thing is to just accept 
that things are going to be uncomfortable. And this is so hard because I know that when I go through change and when I go through transitions and things are just feeling really uncertain in my life, one of my first instincts is to sort of run away and just run away from the change and like try and avoid it and try and remain comfortable because I feel so exposed when I'm going through those phases of life where things are changing and things feel uncertain because it truly, everything just does feel like on edge all the time. And all of that uncertainty feels really, really uncomfortable. But if you're just trying to avoid the fact that things are uncomfortable, you're never really going to be able to get on the other side of that discomfort because you're just going to be trying to run from it instead of just embracing the fact that it's going to exist and there's nothing you can do about it. You know, you're going to be uncomfortable when things are unfamiliar. You're going to be uncomfortable when things change. You're going to be uncomfortable when things are new in your life. It's just part of life and it's so much better and I find that it takes a lot less mental and physical energy in general to just accept that that discomfort is going to be there and things are going to feel really uncomfortable and weird for a little bit rather than you know trying to put up a wall and avoid any discomfort and anything that's uncomfortable and there's this quote that I've seen before and I put it in my notes for this episode because I think it is so so important to remember as you go through these times in life where things are changing and where things are unfamiliar and uncomfortable and it says it feels scary because I'm unfamiliar not because I'm incapable And I think that is such a powerful quote because we get that confused a lot. When I'm unfamiliar with something, my first thought is that I can't do it because it's new. And we can convince ourselves accidentally and totally inadvertently that we're not capable of doing something just because we've never done it before or it's uncharted territory for us or it's just unfamiliar or it makes us uncomfortable. But you have to embrace that discomfort with open arms and remind yourself that you are capable, you just haven't been here before. But think of all the other times in your life where you've done something new and then you've either become an expert in it or it got less uncomfortable because you ended up doing it more times. And think of all the times that you've been in this position before and things didn't stay uncomfortable for forever. You know, that is a period of time that is limited. You're not going to be sitting in that discomfort and uncertainty for forever. It's not an eternity thing. It's literally limited to a specific amount of time and it's usually just the amount of time that it takes for you to realize that you're uncomfortable and then jump into action. Because once you jump into action, all of those reps that you're getting as you're jumping into action and engaging with that thing that's uncertain and new, each time you're doing something with it and the more action you take on it or with it, it's building your confidence and it's making you more familiar with it. And you're in doing so and becoming more familiar with it, you are believing that you're capable. You're building that confidence and realizing, hey, I actually can do this. And it's really just that window of time between you know, realizing, okay, this makes me really uncomfortable. This is new. I am scared of this. It's unfamiliar. And then that moment in time where you're like, okay, we're diving into this. I'm trying it, whatever. And it's so hard to just accept change and uncertainty, but it's so important to do so because it truly is something that you've done before and you can do it again and reminding yourself of those times where you've been in uncharted territory or you've done something unfamiliar and came out on the other side it's truly 
just so powerful to reflect on those moments and it really is empowering and I find I I think in hindsight all the time and I remember when I was in undergrad in college and thinking that the upper division classes I remember thinking there's no way I'm going to be able to make A's and B's in these just because everything seemed like it was going to be so hard and just not doable and it's because it was unfamiliar to me and the level that I was being tested on, like the depth of the knowledge that you needed to have, I didn't have it yet. So it was unfamiliar. And the same is true for when I realized I was going to be going to grad school. I remember thinking in college, I can't imagine ever getting a graduate level degree. I just don't, I didn't feel capable of it because it was so unfamiliar. And I kind of had heard about how grad school works and how grading was a little different. And I was just like, there's no way I can do that, but I did it. And so now it's like when I go through unfamiliar things or I do hard things, I can remind myself of those times where I have been in situations before where something was uncharted territory and I didn't think I was capable, but I ended up getting through it and it was fine. And it had many great things that happened within it. So it's important to remind yourself of those things and remember that just because it's unfamiliar doesn't mean you're incapable and the more you get familiar with it the more confidence you'll build of your capability to do that thing and the third thing is to have faith and trust in positive outcomes as much as you fear and dwell on the worst case scenarios and i know i talked about this a lot in last week's episode so i'm not going to elaborate on this one a ton but truly i find myself in periods of transition and change, that is when my mindset and my headspace is often the most dark. And it's where I tend to get on those slippery slopes of thinking that the worst is going to happen. You know, like say maybe you're, you quit your job and you're looking for something new. So you're in this transition period. And there's a lot of things that are stressful about that. You can sit there and tell, say to yourself, what if I don't find another job? What if I go longer than I have planned for without, you know, a steady paycheck? You can sit there and say those things to yourself all day long, but just like the quote from this week's episode, the way you speak is going to be the home you live in, and you are going to create a home of constant and chronic stress and fear if that's what you're constantly telling yourself. And if you don't want to live in that constant state of fear, you know, you're going to have to believe in yourself a little bit and trust that things will work out because that ultimately is going to give you the hope and the inspiration to keep pushing, you know, if you get rejected from an interview, whereas, you know, if you're really throwing yourself a pity party and slumping, then, you know, honestly, it's going to be really hard for you to have the motivation to push through and keep going. And mindset truly makes a world of a difference. And, I know that in those times it is really hard and I know it's a lot easier said than done and when it comes to you know telling yourself those things and believing in yourself I do I'm not saying that just because you don't dwell on the worst case scenarios doesn't mean that you're you know eliminating the possibility of that happening that's not true you don't really have control over that I mean you do to an extent if you just you know, sit on the couch and don't try to find another job for two months and then the two months period that you had saved up for to be searching um, passes by, then like, yeah, that is on you. But you know what I mean? Like, I I don't want anyone to, you, you, there's a level of yourself that it's natural to have a little bit of fear and a little bit of stress, but 
it's about, you know, at the end of the day, what you choose to focus on. It's normal to be a little bit fearful of, okay, you know, I'm worried I'm not going to get this job because I really, really want it. And, you know, if I don't get it, that means I have to go find something else that I really, really want, which might be hard. And that's totally normal. It's, it's human to, you know, feel that fear. But at the same time, you can sit there and dwell on what happens if I don't get this job? Or you can, you know, look on the flip side of that and ask yourself, well, what happens if I get this job? You know, think of all the great things in life that will come from it. You know, maybe you really like the team that you met and you'll get to work with a really great team or maybe the benefits are really great. Just try and turn your attention and redirect your attention to those things instead, those more positive things and just believe that those can happen for yourself. And, you know, know in the back of your mind that, you know, yes, bad things happen. We can't eliminate and avoid those, but we don't have to dwell on them and focus all of our energy and attention on them. And ultimately, you know, the way we think and the way we speak to ourselves is really going to create our environment in our head, like the quote said in the beginning of the episode. Number four kind of goes with number one, and that is that routines are your best friend. There is truly no time that I love a routine more than during a transitional phase of life and when you're stuck in the in-between. It is our instinct sometimes to just let change and transitions throw a wrench in our routine and structure because we're dealing with all of these other things that are new and maybe we're losing touch with the things we were used to and it's really easy to fall into a go with the flow approach to your daily life when you're going through a phase of change. And while it's okay to go with the flow, I'm not saying don't go with the flow. You can absolutely go with flow as much as you want. But I think that establishing some sort of baseline routine that you can return to every morning, every night, or whatever time of day that you prefer to have routine, it really works wonders for providing consistency during a time where things are very volatile and uncertain and there isn't a lot of consistency and as humans you know we crave that consistency because there's a level of us that feels safe when we have predictability and there's a level of us that we just feel more secure and in control when we have that predictability in our routine and you can create that for yourself you know you don't have to wait until you have the new job or you don't have to wait until you find the new significant other or until you meet a group of friends or until you are fully settled in your new apartment in a new city to create that routine for yourself you can do it today and create that certainty by creating that routine and maybe it's a morning routine that you stick to and for me during busy season busy season's like a time of change for me in a way it's not really a transition phase but it's a time of change when especially when I'm coming off of a non-busy season at work and I know that I will have way better mental health if I wake up like two and a half hours before I start work and if I get a workout in and I do something for myself in the morning which typically is working out and then you know maybe I'll do a little bit of stuff on my computer or get on Pinterest or read a book or something before work and that time is so special to me because it's predictable and during busy season it is extremely hard for me to make plans I I can generally make plans for like Saturday night I'd say that's pretty safe but there have been days where I made plans for Sunday and I ended up having to work nine hours on a Sunday. It has only happened once, but it's happened. And there's times where, you know, you may plan to get dinner with a friend during the week, but you have a deliverable that you have to finish and it's, you know, eight o'clock and you're still not done. 
And that aspect of busy season is very unpredictable and it causes a lot of chaos and inner turmoil for me not knowing when I'm going to be done with work every day for a period of multiple months. It's not fun. So the only way for me to, you know, create something predictable during such a unpredictable time. The only thing predictable about busy season is the fact that, you know, I'm going to be busy. And in order to create a little bit of consistency that I can count on and be in control of is taking that time for myself in the morning and having that routine to rely on. Because yes, something predictable about busy season is that I will be busy and I'll be working a lot, but you know what? That's not inside of my control. You have to look at the parts that are in your control and really, really get in touch with those as much as possible. So to go back to point number one, you know, me knowing that that those routines save my life during busy season, I need to make sure I am sticking to them almost every day, if not every day, because that's going to keep me from dwelling on the fact that I don't know when I'm going to be done with work or I don't know if I'm going to be able to actually attend this plan I made. So it is really hard. And I say that like, I mean, it's a little bit dramatic. If I have a plan, I can generally speaking, step away, go do it and then come back and finish whatever I need to finish. But it still is stressful. And sometimes things do actually need to get done. And I do have to cancel plans. It's just how it is. But I truly think that being able to establish that baseline routine does work wonders. And, you know, whether it's a night routine, maybe you have, maybe you're more of a night person and you just really value the nighttime for your time for yourself, then great, figure that out. Or maybe the consistency that you want to give yourself and predictability you want to give yourself is your work schedule for the day. You know, tell yourself, I'm you know, from 11 to 2, I, or that's probably like a really crappy time range because that totally skips over lunch, but sometimes I take really late lunches and that's just the way I am. So maybe it's, let's say 10 to 1. You just know that 10 to 1, that is the predictable time that you know that you are going to work your hardest, work your best on whatever it is you're working on, whether it's like your actual 9 to 5 job or you work for yourself. You create that sort of work routine and maybe that involves lighting a candle, turning on your favorite playlist to help you focus getting in your favorite work from home comfy clothes, whatever it may be, whatever your situation is, those routines are truly your best friend during those transitional phases of life where things are very unpredictable and very uncertain. And number five, last but not least, is to reevaluate your standards for yourself and for your life. And it's so important to remember that your life is totally different during times of change and transition. So we have to be more realistic with ourselves, more than ever with our expectations that we have of ourselves. And during your time of being in the in-between, you may be more productive or you may be less productive or maybe you have more or less of a stricter budget or maybe you have more or less free time during your transitional phase. So it's important to adjust your expectations accordingly based on those different variables. Otherwise, you're literally setting yourself up for stress and disappointment if you're holding yourself to old standards that don't even align with your current lifestyle and phase of life that you're in. And this one is really hard because it's really hard to remember to do this because it's not something we just sort of automatically do as humans. I feel like a lot of times we, you know, have these expectations for ourselves and these standards for ourselves in life and then, you know, things change and we just totally forget that, you know, when things change so our expectations and our standards also have to change because life just isn't the same anymore and i know an example of this for me which this isn't the best example i could probably come up with something better but 
for me, during the time that I was taking the CPA exams, I was so thankful to be able to just study full time. And I mean, I did work, but my work was the podcast and my YouTube channel. But that is like not the same as working a corporate job where I don't have autonomy over my hours and my daily schedule. And it was much more of a like 25 hour a week thing than a 40 hour a week thing when I was studying full time. So it was totally different. And I was very, very thankful for that. But during that period of time, I had to adjust my expectations. I had told myself my number one priority right now is taking and passing these exams on the first try because I absolutely will not be working this big four job while studying for CPA exams and while, you know, planning. Well, I didn't know I was going to be engaged later on, but (laughs) I always want to say I'm planning a wedding, but and having a YouTube channel and having a podcast because there's no way I could do all of that. You know what I mean? And I let that thought really motivate me to just prioritize studying because I was like, I know the alternative if I am, if I slack off of studying or if I, you know, don't put my best foot forward for it, the alternative absolutely sucks. And I had to reevaluate, you know, my expectations for myself during that time with, you know, YouTube. And I cut back from the two videos a week that I was, two videos a week that I was doing in college. I cut, that's when I cut back to one video a week for the most part um, when I was studying for the CPA. And it was really hard for me to do. And I know you're probably listening to this, like that's literally not a big deal at all, not a big change. And I know I'm, like I said, this is a poor example probably, but for me, it, I, it felt like failure in a way, but it wasn't me failing. It was just me adjusting my expectations and being realistic with what I could do during that phase of life given the transitional phase that I was in of being between a graduate student and starting my full-time job. I had to really just remind myself, you know, okay, I'm in a phase of life that is temporary and during this temporary phase of life, you know, I'm gonna have to cut back on my YouTube videos and I've maintained at that same one video a week even when I started my job, but I also, you know, cut back on a lot of just social time and I definitely felt like I didn't really feel the effects of that because I was brand new to, you know, a new city. So I didn't really feel like I was missing out on things socially. But I mean, we did do something social, I'd say maybe like every other week during that time, but I really did have to cut back. And, you know, there were times that I was invited to do things or there were, you know, events for some of my fiance's friends that he would invite me to, but I couldn't go because I had to study and I had to, you know, really adjust those expectations of myself um, during that time and remind myself, you know, this is temporary and I, you know, can't act like I have this college student lifestyle right now because I don't. And, you know, having the same expectations as my college self had for me and then carrying those into a different phase of life where I was no longer a college student just wouldn't have been fair to me. So it's important to reevaluate those standards for yourself and just be realistic with your expectations. And the same thing goes for, you know, maybe you're totally in between jobs or something and your budget is just completely different than what it was when you were working. You totally have to, you know, be realistic with yourself during that time and, you know, you're going to have to probably cut things from your budget and you can remind yourself it's temporary, but 
you would probably be beating yourself up if you were, you know, constantly trying to live the life you lived when you had your steady paychecks from your job. And if you were trying to do that during your transitional time, if, you know, say you maybe didn't save up as much as you wanted to for the time that you were going to be searching for a job, you would be beating yourself up probably every time you spent a dollar if you didn't adjust your expectations. But if, you know, you go into the transitional phase of life telling yourself, okay, you know, money's going to be a little bit tighter right now. This is what I have to spend on X, Y, and Z. You are managing your expectations so that, you know, you're not setting yourself up to be in a situation that's really stressful or be in a situation where you've disappointed yourself. So those are the five things that I have to share with you all for staying sane during transitional phases of life and during times of change. And I know this episode this week was a little bit shorter, but I really just wanted to share the five kind of core elements of this with you all, and I hope you all enjoyed it, and be sure to follow In Bloom Podcast on Instagram and leave a review, like I said, and then follow me on Instagram as well if you want to keep up with me personally and real time and everything. It's always in the show notes, and then I also upload YouTube videos once a week, so there's more content there if you want more content from me. But thank you all so much for listening. And if you're in a transitional phase of life right now where things are changing and you just feel like things are so uncertain and you feel lost, I feel you. You're going to get through it. It's temporary. Just remind yourself it's temporary and that you've gotten through uncertain things before and you will do it again. Thank you all so much for listening and I will talk to you all next week.